0: If you lurk, listen to, and pay attention to the wrong thing, it will grow inside of you. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Rice Brooks' message on how to overcome sin. Here's Pastor Rice. What you're going to find is, is that what's going on in the heart, in the soul, is where the real action is. And see, we're trying to get people in church to change their behavior. We're trying to get them to you know, be generous with their finances, help orphans, all this. And yet we very rarely deal with the, sub, the, the, the underneath the surface stuff because that's what's going on. And see, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're dealing with, that's why when God came to Cain in the Bible, he said, what are you thinking about? Genesis chapter 4, he says, what are you thinking about? He says, if you, if you do well, he said, your countenance has fallen, but if you do well, your countenance will be lifted up. But if you don't do well, sin is crouching at the door. Yeah. It's crouching. You ought to read this. Basically, God looked at Cain and said, Cain, what, is your, what are you thinking about? Now, what had happened was is that Cain had actually brought a sacrifice to God, and he was a nice religious boy. I mean, you know, didn't, couldn't really blame his problems on, you know, the youth group. I mean, he's, there's only two of them, you know, from what we know. But, you know, so basically, here, here's Cain, and next thing you know, Cain is now bitter because Abel, his brother, is being blessed, and God, for some reason, doesn't like Cain's attitude. And then God says to Cain, Cain, why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? He said, but if you don't, sin is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you, but you must master it. Read it in Genesis 4. You must master it. Whatever masters you will be you will be the slave to. And that's why the New Testament call is be mastered by God. Let God be your Lord. Let Jesus be your Lord. He is a better master. He is a fairer master. He will pay you for what you do in righteousness. Sin, the wages sin pays you is death. You're going to be a slave of somebody. So it's in the heart. Turn over to James while I'm trying to get into this message. James chapter 1. I hope this disturbs you. I'm not here. I, 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 have, I, I have completely no desire to coddle anybody, much less myself. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm just tired of the phone calls. I'm tired of the reports. I'm tired of people acting like it's a mystery. What happened to this person? Well, whatever's going on on the inside of you, you can if you lurk and you listen and you pay attention to the wrong thing, it will grow inside of you. There's a there's a there's a movie that when we, we watch it all the time because it's just got it's just such a childhood favorite you know and it's called Sandlot and in this it's basically a flashback of some young kids and this one guy telling his childhood story of how he was kind of nerdy and unathletic and there was a really athletic guy that really kind of took him under his wing and mentored him and well there was one little kid in the gang it's kind of like a A modern day version of uh, Spanky and our gang. And there's one guy named Squints. And Squints has got glasses and he's always squinting. You know, that's why they call him Squints. And so they go to the swimming pool and there's a lifeguard, a woman lifeguard, young woman, 10 years older than Squints. And he just has got a crush on her. And he's looking at her and, you know, smiling. He's just a little old kid. And so he fakes that he's drowning. And he jumps in the pool and fakes that he's drowning. And she jumps out, pulls him out of the pool and starts to give him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and squints, grabs her to actually, you know, give her an affection and an embrace And So she starts slapping him and they kick him out of the pool and all his kids, all his friends are celebrating what he did and, and, and he's just grinning and taking his glasses off and as he's cleaning his glasses he goes, been planning it for years. <laughs> been planning it for years and i mean that's really when somebody does something crazy it didn't it wasn't just an overnight woke up and went crazy they've been thinking about it for years they went there first in their mind they pondered it and now it's so easy to point and click and get to the, to the distant country that the prodigal son went to. And he had to wait on the, he had to wait on the travel catalog for years to come to him. Now it's instant. Now we can see what this land looks like. And it seems like everybody's happy there. Seems like nobody under some religious uh, bondage and they're, you know, they're, they're just, they're just doing what they want to do with whom they want to do it with. And I, I want to live in that country. They don't realize that they've airbrushed all the consequences out of that travel Brochure of what the what the life of sin looks like. They've airbrushed all that out. It's like the like the picture of Dorian Gray, who the, the famous story of the man who falls in love with his own image and they paint his image. This is years ago when paintings were probably one of the best before photographs. And here's this picture of Dorian Gray, and he sees this painting of himself. And what he does is he goes out and he, he commits sin, and as he does the painting changes, but he doesn't change. He's enamored with his own visage, with his own appearance. And so this storyline develops as he begins to see his life that no one can see on the surface because when people see him, he still looks like he's the, the picture of health and youth. And yet as he goes and sees this painting of himself, it's becoming more and more grotesque which reveals the hidden man of the heart that's going on. And finally, in a fit of rage, he not only kills the, the, paint, the, the artist, but he goes to try to destroy the painting. And by destroying the painting, he actually now becomes, in real life, what the painting had been transformed into. And so we've got a lot of ways to hide what's going on underneath the surface. And so it starts in our thoughts. It starts and what we think about then it's now articulated with our words i get around critical negative people and it's only a matter of time till the little leakage that's coming out and the and the little the, the little slight perversion the little slight you know well, i'm not going to be religious let's just let this little curse here and that and next thing you know you find people that that their words are now taking them where their thoughts have already been bringing them for years so look at, look at James now in light of that. It I took me a while to unpack that, so I've got to land this plane fast. Just, you know, oxygen masks are going to fall out. I'm going to just bring us to landing so fast. Look at James 1, and you'll see how this fits. We're still talking about how to win. I just haven't told you the, how to get over that. How do you win? Part of the issue is if you know why you're losing, then that's a, if you really understand what's going on and why you're losing, and why people that you may know that come to church and have Bibles and do all this stuff, but yet they don't change what's in the heart. So we're going to talk about how, and that's what James does. He goes, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of, okay, yeah, that's verse 19. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you now the word this is the the the, this is the niv but the 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 context is and you'll see it in some translations will save your soul you see when a person walks to the front of a church or raises their hand and says yes to christ they have a new birth inside of them the spirit of god regenerates them but that doesn't mean their head has changed You can have a Christian spirit, so to speak, or a Christian heart and actually think like a pagan. That's why the book of Romans says, renew your mind. That's why when somebody, when somebody becomes born again, they're still the grave clothes like Lazarus who came out of the tomb. And when Jesus called Lazarus out and there he stands at the mouth of the tomb, but he still had to be unbound, still had to be helped. And so our minds have to be renewed, and so we are saved in Christ, we are being saved in our souls, and we will be saved with the redemption of our body at the coming of the Lord. But it takes the word implanted in you to save us. How can our minds be saved? How can we live in a culture that has so much access to get quickly into other dimensions and universes, if you will? I'm talking about kind of moral universes not literal physical universes, but we can literally go from one universe to the next and be back like Star Trek and be right in church and nobody's known that we've actually been going in and out of all kind of worlds. Somebody understood that. Thank you for that clap in the back. There's a man named Wayne Cordero. He he said this. He said, Satan is a headhunter. The mind is a battlefield, but your imagination is his trophy. God destroyed an entire generation. The book of Genesis chapter 6 says he, he destroyed an entire generation because Genesis, Genesis 6.5 says the imaginations of the heart were only evil continually. Now think about that. Let's transport ourselves back 4,000 years ago and say if God destroyed, well that would have been far, far further back than that. Several thousand years ago even beyond that. If God destroyed an entire generation because of their imaginations, I wonder what the content of the imaginations of the heart are today. Scripture says walk in the light as he is in the light. If we walk in darkness, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There are 50 shades of gray. And something perverse that sells over 70 million books It becomes the fastest seller, and that shows you, it gives you a a taste, gives you the insight rather into the content of what's going on in the soul, heart, and the mind. That was Dr. Rice Brooks, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Rice Brooks, how to win over sin. You can also find out more information about him at his website, ricebrooks.com. And that is all I have for you today. I hope you have an amazing day. Please rate, review this podcast and share it with your friends to encourage everyone around you. And I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.